I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Hello, beautiful people. Hey. It is so good to be back with you. We just yes, love doing this. I know we say that every time. We, we just need, love doing this. We need to figure out a better opening. <laughs> like we're all, this is so great. It is. No one else. Everyone's like, crickets. <laughs> yeah, we, we get it. <laughs> oh, man. So we were just laughing, talking about oh, life. Yeah. And, you know, Katie, I want to hear from you. Or should I start? You should start. Okay. Well, we were going to, we were talking about the best moment from our week this past week. And, yeah. you know, it's been a bit of a bleak week for me, but I had the sweetest little moment with my baby. Okay. So I was not feeling well. My husband took our baby out. Um, our baby had was like negative, didn't have COVID anymore or whatever. So he was going with my husband's mom for the day to give me a little bit of a break and let me rest. Mm. And so I spent the day like napping the first half of the day and then I like cleaned the whole house. It was great. It was amazing. That wasn't the best moment. The best moment was the fact that at the end of the day, my husband brings Owen back Mm -hmm. and they open the door and I'm like cooking dinner. And Owen, he's like seven months old now. So this is the first time he's done this. He sees me. He just starts hysterically (laughs) giggling. His whole little body starts like flailing. He's so excited to see me. And he starts like talking to me. And so I go up to like grab him and he like throws his arms out and he grabs my shirt and he like rubs his face in my neck and he's just giggling. He was like so so happy to see his mama at the end of the day. And that was by far the best moment of my last week. That is so sweet. So sweet. I love that. My uh my best moment I did I did just think of one while oh, we were good. talking so uh I'm I'm coming through good um but I we had a beach night with my high school small group mm-hmm. and they're all seniors now which is crazy like actually so crazy but uh, we were all like spending the day swimming in the ocean like I'm acting like I'm six years old at so the beach fun. you know Playing I'm mermaids. like I'm like boogie boarding yeah. with my girls and seven <laughs> we're in so your rash fun. guard yeah. yeah exactly my rash guard and like the hat with the chin <laughs> your water kidding. shoes just kidding <laughs> um we're like swimming having a good time and then we come out of the water we're like eating all the beach snacks and then the sun is going down honestly one of the most beautiful beach days I've ever seen in my life and me and my girls just look at each other and we're like should we go back into the water and so it's like sunset, a sunset swim. and the water is like clear oh, and it was warm me. and we're like swimming around and all my girls are like we wish we had a camera this is so beautiful oh. and like it was just magical it was like a core memory moment oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. i was like How beautiful i feel like i'm in like a coming of age movie <laughs> seriously well and that's like a california summer nights like oh, dream yes i love it was that so good and then i got in the car and realized i didn't have my keys on me had a full-blown panic moment was covered in sand head to toe what a wonderful <laughs> experience uh, uh on to <laughs> why we're actually here today we have had a couple like heavier episodes mm-hmm. in a row and we wanted to give you one that is still good still relatable but a little bit lighter and today yes. we're going to be talking about hospitality yes we are. we're going to be talking about hospitality how it fits into our lives as believers if it's important how it fits in in all the different seasons of life that we find ourselves yes katie I'm excited to talk about this with you. Me too. I think hospitality is something um, that is really, really cool when it's done well. And so I'm, I am just really excited to talk about it. But mm-hmm. to jump right in, we have some scriptures right off the bat that really just show that this is important to God, that hospitality is important and God values it. 
Um, in Titus 1, we see hospitality being presented as one of the requirements for somebody who wants to be an elder. So, you know, in Titus and like First and Second Timothy, it's talking a lot about requirements for elders and deacons and stuff like that. So there's this whole long list of ways that they should be conducting themselves in order to be seen as, you know, honorable enough to mm-hmm. hold these positions of leadership. And hospitality makes the list, which shows, you know, those who are held to the highest standard. We talk a lot on here about the the standard that leaders are held to, mm-hmm. um, leaders or teachers specifically. But there's these men who are held to the highest standard and they're expected to be hospitable mm-hmm. in the midst of, you know, being the husband to one wife and to, you know, be strong in all of these areas. There's hospitality. Yeah. This is a requirement. It is evidence of a heart right with the Lord and fit for leadership. Mm-hmm. This reflects that student leadership model we see um Jesus practice, right? When he's washing the feet of his disciples. Mm -hmm. We see these men who are wanting to step into leadership being required to be hospitable. Yeah. I like what you said about that being being like a heart positional Mm -hmm. issue, right? Of hospitality being something that shows humility, but also that shows true, genuine love for other believers and for non-believers, right? That having your home open Mm -hmm. and making others feel welcomed and loved and part of your family that that's part of a hallmark of being a christian whose heart is changed and softened and being made more like jesus yeah absolutely like hospitality is a byproduct of that i think Mm -hmm. i think that is cool the second scripture i wanted to look at is first peter 4 9 which simply says offer hospitality without grumbling Mm -hmm. and i i think that this is cool because not only are we held to the standard of showing hospitality but now we're practicing it and we should be practicing it with a grateful heart. <laughs> yes. I think there's a huge difference between hospitality and like hosting. Yes. Right. And I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but like going to someone's house where they're a great host. Yes. But everything is like perfectly in order. You kind yes. of feel like you don't want to sit on the couch because it's like everything's so like yeah. meticulous uh, where Things are just sort of rigid and uncomfortable yeah, or you, or you yeah. can tell that they are very overwhelmed mm-hmm. or, you know, it's just it's not comfortable. You can it's tell they're a, burdened by they're it. They're burdened by yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like you're in my home. I've opened my home, but I'm burdened by it. <laughs> yeah. And they wouldn't say that. And they're saying right. all the right things. But you can just tell. And it's not like grumbling like they're actually complaining right. to you. But you, you can feel that as a mm-hmm. guest. And hospitality doesn't require china or yes. a clean living room right like it doesn't exactly. require any of those things hospitality is a an attitude of the heart towards mm-hmm. other people and a sharing of your home and your love and your resources exactly and this is holding you to the standard of you know practicing it without discontentment without grumbling in your heart and i think that yeah. this is it's easy to simplify this into what we just said about it, you know, being a welcoming atmosphere. But I think about like if you've hosted people or you've, you know, made an atmosphere, a comfortable atmosphere for somebody. And then after they leave and you're like, oh, I'm so glad they're gone. Like that was the longest, you know, longest two hours of my life. You know, like that is we've also, all had those moments. Yeah. Yes. That is also, you know, that grumbling. It's the hospitality, but I'm going to hold a grudge against <laughs> what you do when you're here type of <laughs> thing. And I think that that would also yeah. fall under, you know, that grumbling. And that's easy to super easy to fall into, especially if people do things differently than you do, which is a big part of what hospitality is, is bringing in and encompassing all of the things that 
uh, people do that maybe don't fit in with your dynamic. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to lay aside our pride and our idea of what's going to happen and our plans hold them loosely (laughs) because um, true hospitality can take you in a lot of different directions. Yes, it can. So that was I thought that was good because now we're being held to a secondary standard. But Matthew 25, 35 through 40 says, this is Jesus talking. It says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what truly digs at the heart of hospitality. And that is doing all things as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because exactly as this passage says, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for Jesus. Mm-hmm. You did for God. Because at the root of everything, as we touched on in our Does God Want Me to Work Hard episode, all of our work is unto the Lord. And we should be hard workers and we should be good at hospitality because mm-hmm. it reflects the heart of Christ. Right. It points people to Jesus. Yeah. I also am reminded of the idea of stewardship, mm-hmm. right? That the things that we have are not ours to hold, right? That the things we have are ours to steward and to use at the direction and at the leading of the Lord. Yeah. And part of his, what he asks of us Mm -hmm. is to give freely Mm -hmm. and to give freely to the least of these. Yes. And that's not just like, oh, that cute, sweet, like, single guy that needs a place to go on a Sunday (laughs) night right it's also like literally the least of these like I I think this is something that my husband and I have been talking a lot about recently it's challenging ourselves like what have we overlooked Mm -hmm. right like are there people in our lives in our neighborhood in our ministry that we have overlooked that God would have us bring in in this way that God would have us welcome and love and share what we have with Mm -hmm. and you know I we're not like going out and like just pulling people off the street, but maybe, you know, like how just asking the Lord in general to open our eyes to those things, because we are really good at like being selective, Mm -hmm. uh, but the gospel is not selective in who it reaches out to. Yeah. Right. And who it brings in. Um, It changes us when we get there. Right. But it's not selective in who it reaches and who it is for. Exactly. And in fact, in this, it is saying, Whatever you do for the least of these, these are, you know, people who it's easy to love the, you know, and bring in the people that are around you, your friends, your family, the people you click with. But we're talking about the people that are in deep and desperate need, right? Yeah. These people that maybe don't have a place to lay their head or they don't have a place to share what's on their heart Mm -hmm. for one reason or another. And that is our job. To be hospitable to those people because when we're hospitable to those people, we are hospitable to the Lord. Yeah. Because the Lord is in the midst of those situations, right? Yeah. I think it's important to kind of discuss why are we being hospitable. And I think at the base level of all of this is the idea that 
the gospel and sharing the gospel and discipleship is rooted in relationship, right? It is exactly, uh, it is relational in how we connect with other people. It is best advanced Mm -hmm. (laughs) through long-term committed relationships. We've talked about that too, Yeah, but it is something that can be fostered really well Mm. in the setting of your home or your life or your time or your resources, right? That sharing those things with other people is a great way to show them that you care about them and also to open up time for conversations and sharing meals and, you know, having that kind of a relationship with other people is a great way to share the gospel with them. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. It's bringing in this comfort and this, hey, you belong in my life. Mm -hmm. You belong in my space. You belong in my home. Um, And that flings open the door for ministry, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know that we've talked a lot in our just our own personal lives of um, it's hard to share the gospel when there's no relationship and there's no prior you know, trust. Yeah. And it can be done and it's important. Yeah, and that's part of evangelism. Absolutely. But I think when we just like preach at people and we drop them, yes, there's something missed. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's an opportunity that's lost. Exactly. And I think that's why good, true evangelism, shout out to the Sent 315 podcast, yes. right? But true evangelism um, brings people into the kingdom, mm-hmm. brings them into the church and disciples them. It doesn't leave them. Exactly. Uh, once they come to a decision. Yeah. And I think hospitality is the ignition of that, whether that's hospitality within your church. You know, our church has a hospitality team. Mm -hmm. They're in charge of making people feel comfortable and like they belong in our church because they do belong in our church. And part of that hospitality team, part of what they do is they actually personally connect with those visitors after they come and we get to we get to talk to them and hear their story hear how they heard of us Mm -hmm. hear what they need pray with them yeah get them plugged into home groups like the kind of situations where they're actually going to build relationships and be discipled and be made into the image of christ long term yeah and i you know i think we are sharing something hollow and shallow if we're not willing to open Mm. ourselves up and commit ourselves to other believers in that kind of a way. Absolutely. There's longevity in these hospitable experiences. It's not just Mm -hmm. one initial, hey, welcome, welcome to fools. You know, it's not one. (laughs) Exactly. It's a, it's an attitude and it's an atmosphere and it's a a heart position, Mm -hmm. you know, but why be hospitable, Mm -hmm. right? What's the point other than to make people feel welcome and, I would argue that Christ was first hospitable with us. Mm -hmm. He led us into his quote unquote home while we knew nothing of him or his ways or his family. He set the standard and we should be extending that same grace and that same opportunity to people because Christ first showed it to us. Right. Hospitality at its core, it treats outsiders like family. Mm hmm. It's a physical way to show the heart of the gospel, to show Jesus' heart towards the world, yeah. like in our literal homes or in our lives, yes. in the way that we conduct ourselves with people. It gives honor yeah. <laughs> to people that you don't even know or that you know loosely. It gives like preference. It makes them belong mm-hmm. in your home and your family and the things that you have. And uh that's something that I think we're all looking for. Yes. <laughs> every every heart is in search of that belonging yeah. of that title. And in true like Christian hospitality, it's not just like, oh, you're part of my family now. Yeah. Right. It's a you are like you belong here. Like we yes. are your people. We love you. And yeah. also like we are the family of God. Like exactly. we are his children. 
we are a body and you can be part of his body. You can connect directly with Mm -hmm. God himself. And we want to love you and support you while you do that. Exactly. We all have this common thread of Christ. If if we're being hospitable to other believers, you know, we have this common thread of Christ. They are family. Mm-hmm. And even if they're a stranger in the sense that you've never met them before, mm-hmm. we have a common bond within Christ that um, it, it should manifest itself in this physical way of hospitality. Yeah. And we should act as a family acts, you know, in all the good ways a family acts. <laughs> right. And then if we're you know, welcoming in somebody who isn't a believer, we should be modeling that family that we have within mm-hmm. Christ. We should be modeling the the warmth that there is within, you know, the body of Christ and inviting them to be a part of that, mm-hmm. whether that's as blatant as saying, you know, give your life to the Lord, <laughs> mm-hmm. or uh, if it's as roundabout as loving them into to the point where they're like, what is this? Like what I need to be a part of this. Like what, what's the situation? But hospitality, like you said, it treats outsiders like family. And that's exactly what Jesus did. I think about him sitting with the tax collectors and um, just the, the generally disliked people Mm -hmm. (laughs) of his time and offering um, a seat at his table. Right. And a piece of his heart. Mm -hmm. And not just with the intention of, you know, he didn't just want to hang out with those people, right? right? Like yeah. he loved them. He was pursuing them, but offering them a new mm-hmm. life, offering them true healing and transformation, yes. not just leaving them where they were, but right. giving them, you know, belonging and identity right. so that they can then move forward in a new life. Yeah. And that started with an act of hospitality, mm-hmm. right? It started with him, even if, it, you know, he's not inviting him them into his home, right? it starts with making them feel at home in his presence Mm -hmm. and giving them an opportunity to feel comfortable, to share with him, Mm -hmm. to dine with him, to, you know, it's, I think we make hospitality something so cut and dry as here's my home. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to get into it a little bit more later, but it's, it's a much deeper thing than that. Yeah. But um, hospitality shows preference and uh, it gives honor to people who, maybe don't have these things in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they don't have, I know we've talked a lot about the concept of family, but they maybe don't have a family. Mm-hmm. They've never felt like a sister before. They've never felt like a brother before. They've never felt the, you know, the respect of somebody else before. And we have an opportunity in the midst of practicing this hospitality to make them feel like a brother or a sister or respected or, you know, like a, aunt or uncle in the faith like we have that opportunity when we are truly walking out hospitality yeah what are what are some things katie i'm curious that you Mm. think make this hard or make this something unappealing (laughs) um i think that people don't want to lay aside the way that they usually do things and just so super practically you know if you are trying to be hospitable to somebody you are carving out time in your schedule you're throwing a wrench in your day (laughs) you Mm -hmm. are you know you're carving out time for them you're carving out resources for them Mm -hmm. and that is inconveniencing right just it's inconveniencing because it's outside of what you'd usually be doing Mm -hmm. and I think that things that are inconveniencing to people generally are things that people don't do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that that is like a big hurdle for people is getting over the hump of like, oh, well, I, you know, I was planning on just coming home and doing nothing, Mm -hmm. but 
I guess I'll, you know, I guess I'll have you over for dinner or I guess, you know, I'll stand here and talk to you longer or, you know, whatever that is. It's it's dying to yourself because this is about Jesus. It's not about you. It's about Jesus and the person in front of you and dying to your own will. And um, as dramatic as that sounds for something so simple, it's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been talking up until this point about the importance of hospitality. So I would say, you know, that's not dramatic at all to say we're dying to our will. Yeah. And, you know, honoring the Lord in that. I think that's huge. I also think that there's some other like practical components that Mm -hmm. make it difficult that sometimes we can say, well, financially, yeah, this doesn't work exactly. for me right now, right? This doesn't work for me to like exactly. host people or to like take people out to dinner mm-hmm. or take people out to lunch or to, you know, extend myself in that way. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people struggle with actually dynamically. Yes. <laughs> people sometimes yes. that you can either feel, hey, what are we even going to talk about? This is going to exactly. be awkward socially. Or there's people you just don't really mesh with. Yeah. Like you were saying that. Yes. It's difficult to entertain them mm-hmm. or to be around them for extended periods of time. Yes. God loves those people too. Yeah. And maybe people don't love being around you either all the time. <laughs> right. Just, just throwing that out there. Just, uh, you're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> again. And once again. <laughs> and, you know, I I don't think this is something that, this might come naturally to mm-hmm. some people more than others, yeah. but it's not something that has no cost Exactly. Like it, it is a costly thing. Yes. It's meant to be costly. It's meant to be self-sacrificial. Mm-hmm. And I would just challenge you if um, your convenience or your time or mm-hmm. your money or your preferences are yes. being threatened by hospitality, by offering yeah. it to other people to consider that it might be a sacrifice the Lord is asking of you yeah. to make. Yeah. And I think that I think that these p- people often find their find their ways into our life. You know, I think especially about the oh, people that we, people? yeah, yes, difficult yeah, people, I think so. <laughs> the people that we don't um, necessarily mesh with. I know that I have the experience of people coming into my life and I'm like, I, I don't think we maybe mesh on a personal level, but they stick around, you know, and I think, <laughs> yes, and I yes. think that the Lord has something even in those moments, because obviously if they keep coming around, uh-huh there's a purpose in it and there is something to be gained in those situations for both parties uh-huh. you know there is a place of belonging for the other person but there is also um a laying down of your will of my will <laughs> and um having that conversation or you know whatever it is just really yeah. um taking the moment for what it is yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking of so many. I'm being challenged by this and thinking. Yeah, no, situations. I'm yes, I'm I, being challenged yeah. by it. <laughs> oh, oh man, but I, I'm reminded just of the fact that what we are so often bothered by about people or that is an inconvenience to us, and it's like, don't they get it? Like, gosh, why are they? Yeah. Why are they this way? <laughs> exactly. It speaks to something hurting. Mm-hmm. It speaks to something that hurts deeply within them. And yeah their you know brokenness and their pain like it matters to god Mm -hmm. those people that really just rub you the wrong way (laughs) they matter to the lord they do and if they really have like chosen you because sometimes those people choose you yes they do (laughs) we've all had it happen right that those people kind of choose you and they just they just get under your skin and they're just there (laughs) like 
seriously, maybe that's an opportunity for yes. the Lord to lay yourself down, yeah, to be his hands and feet for somebody else to, yeah. you know, show them his love to speak truth into a situation for them to right. bring them help or resources that they might need. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, God took a chance on us. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, a, we're not all that in a bag of chips. We're not all you. that. Yeah. <laughs> and he took a, he took a real chance on us. And yeah. when we were in the pit, mm-hmm. you know, he took a chance on us and he loved us and he treated us like co-heirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And so who are we to look down on other people? Like, exactly. It's pretty disgusting, actually. It it's is a pretty disgusting. gross level of pride. And I'm feeling convicted oh same here i was about to say i feel like i'm being like smacked in the face <laughs> by our own like episode right now yeah, i'm like no we were going i'm here like with overwhelmed it. by the feeling of like oh wow i've the, like, i'm yikes. just like yikes i'm falling short in this area i really am yeah. but i think that that's just the christian walk right is a re- recognizing wow i need to work in this area and now what do i do with this feeling yeah. i rectify it in those moments where I'm feeling like oh my mm-hmm. gosh this is so difficult and then I'm gonna remember I was feeling really convicted about hospitality and I've got to put my big girl pants on and I've got to you know be hospitable and sometimes that is what it is like and it doesn't have to come naturally to you it is just a calling right yep. <laughs> but what does hospitality look like practically in the life of a believer? Yeah. I'm and, excited for this. I, yes. I think this is one of those things that's kind of like a, it seems overwhelming yes. or it seems like I have to wait till I like have mm-hmm. a dining table or like exactly. those kind of things. Yeah. Right? That, I've got to wait until I have the right silverware and yeah. then I can be hospitable. Yeah. Once I have that wedding registry all filled <laughs> yes. out and completed, I can really start being hospitable. Exactly. But this is something for all believers and all yes. seasons and all walks of life. Absolutely. So I was doing a little bit of research before this episode, and I found that hospitality in the Greek and as it's used in the New Testament is a word that is pronounced, hopefully, philoxenia. And um, it Look literally... At Look at you. you. I know. Um, <laughs> it literally just means a love of strangers. And I think that when we break down hospitality to its roots, it is simply to love those that in this case you don't know. Um, And this doesn't simply mean opening up your home, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that this flings open the door for, you know, every season and stage of life to be participating in hospitality. Because when we break it down to simply being just the love of strangers, the love of people we don't know, the love of people Mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily our our closest friends or, you know, our our family, Mm -hmm. that is hospitality. And so I found this quote. It's by a, a priest named Henry, and I can't pronounce his last name, so sorry, Nguyen? Henry. Nguyen? And I didn't do any background check on this guy, so if he's, like, shady or something, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but I, I Katie, just... this is 101. <laughs> We're putting our names behind I'm, him right I'm now. Really, I'm really, really sorry. But um, <laughs> I did enough research to find out he was a priest, and he's written some books, so that's all I know. But this quote... <laughs> I know. (laughs) Tread lightly, everyone. Is um, I saw it and I thought it was a good, interesting shift of perspective on what hospitality is. And it says, hospitality means primarily the creation of free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. Hospitality is not Henry. (laughs) Yeah, woo. Hospitality is not to change people, but to offer them a space where change can take place. It is not to bring men and women over to our side, but to offer freedom, not disturbed by dividing lines. 
And I (laughs) loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally encompassing everything we're wanting to say, which is it's not to make you like me. It's not to, you know, be some type of thing. It's just to provide space for people to feel like they belong in the kingdom of the Lord Mm -hmm. and to do the business they need to do um, within the comfort and protection of whatever atmosphere we've created for them, Right. right? Or the Lord has created for them through us. And I, I don't know. I really, I really like this quote. I feel like it, it really just hits the nail on the head. And I love the part where it says where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. Yeah. I, I love too the idea that it's, it's not confined to a home. It's not confined to any age bracket or mm-hmm. income level. It's the creation of free space mm-hmm. where that stranger can enter. Yes. Like you have space in your time yes (laughs) you have space in your finances Mm -hmm. you have space in your compassion right like to just open your heart to people like this is an open-ended kind of an issue yeah absolutely um i think that like you're saying it can be done anywhere in any situation and i think about you know times that i mean we can start diving into what is it you know look like in our lives to be Mm -hmm. hospitable and it's very different right yeah it is different but i before we even do that yeah have you known people in your life that just feel like home? That they're the kind oh, of people yeah. when you talk to them, they have, you know, you have their full attention. Yes. That they are interested in everything mm-hmm. you're saying, that they are like welcoming, that their smile is just Absolutely. warm. And like, you know, these people. Yeah. Like, yeah. we all know these people. And exactly. I aspire so greatly to be this kind of a person. Yes. But there's just people who feel like home. Yes. And I think. It's hard to articulate what that feels like, right? But it's like somebody maybe who feels like family, even though you've only known them for a year. Or, you know, somebody who just you feel like understands you on such a deep emotional and spiritual level. And that is there's comfort in that. And there's growth to be had in that covering. And what a gift to give a broken, searching, hopeless world. like just to literally give of yourself emotionally Mm -hmm. and like to be generous Mm -hmm. in that way is it costs nothing. Yes. Practically. Mm. But everyone is looking for that. Absolutely. How much would that preach the gospel just to, just to live your life that way where the cashier at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like where the person you pass on your hike, like where you are just open and free with that kind of an attitude everywhere you are. Mm. Like, that leaves space yeah. for you to listen to the Holy Spirit, to share the gospel, to like be able to minister to people in real time. Like absolutely, if you're actually listening to them, like you're mm-hmm. sensitive to what they're saying, you're aware of like the dynamics of the conversation. Like you can hear if the Lord's leading you to pray for this person, to you know give them a word of encouragement or whatever it is. Right? Like yeah, this is a pretty radical shift yeah. to make in the way that you interact. Absolutely. And I think when you approach conversations and situations um, with the attitude of, I want to feel like home to this person, yeah, that changes everything. It does. It's it's like exciting to me. I'm like, I'm listening to this. Like I'm <laughs> saying it. I'm hearing you say yes. it. And I'm just like, yes, like this is, I can do this. I know. I'm this episode is like <laughs> ministering to my heart Me in too. a way that I just wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting it either. And it's kind of coming out of left field. And like I said earlier, it's like smacking me in the face. But I, it, 
like you said, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm like feeling invigorated to move forward in ministry. Yeah, I'm like motivated. Yeah, like, I'm motivated. I'm feeling like I can feel like home to somebody. Uh-huh. Like I can create that experience for somebody yeah. because I'm leaning into the Holy Spirit, because I'm leaning into the Lord. Yeah. I'm leaning into what Jesus has done for us and operating out of that. That's exciting. It's hugely exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, for you, Katie, like where yeah. you're at in your life, you don't have a home. You no. live in your parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> You're There's not no home a lot. You're sad. usually with <laughs> One more time. One more time. There's no one here. <laughs> so that's you it. have that's it's we're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> we you have like a lot of time where you are out and busy mm-hmm. and working and ministries and commitments yes. and all this stuff. What is hospitality and what is showing love to a stranger look like for you right now? I think that that looks like taking every opportunity that I have, whether that is, like you were saying earlier, talking to somebody in a grocery store, talking to um, maybe it's a new person in our ministry or whatever that is, Mm -hmm. and truly being so present in that conversation that they feel like they can share their hearts with me. They can share what's going on in their life. And I've had so many experiences because this does excite me. This concept of being home to somebody or being a resting place to somebody does excite me. I have partook in the blessing of walking in obedience in this area of life. And that has been in the form of I have people who I don't know who share their stories with me, Mm -hmm. who share deep parts of their life. I've had um, you know, people that I barely know cry to me and tell me things and I just, and it's always followed with the, I don't know why I'm telling you this, mm-hmm. or I've never told anybody that before, or I don't know why I feel so comfortable and I can confidently say it's the Holy Spirit working through me, yeah. but it's because I've made myself available and I've taken the time to listen and yeah. listening is truly, and <laughs> This feels like such a self-righteous like pat on the back, but listening is truly one of my most favorite things. Mm -hmm. And I found it's an amazing ministry opportunity when you just sit and you listen, even if somebody's telling you about something that isn't deep and meaty, but they're just wanting to um, find joy with you in something in their life or whatever that is, listening and genuinely responding out of a genuine place in your heart and not like a, oh yeah, like that's so crazy. Yeah. But like finding common ground and yes. finding um, commonalities in your stories, you can relate with anybody, Yeah, you know, and taking the time to find those because it it's effort. Yeah. Putting in the effort in those conversations. And so I don't have a home to offer up. I don't have, you know, as many resources as I would when I'm established and married and have children and have a home, whatever that looks like. But I have my time and I have my heart to offer to people. I I give that away pretty freely. <laughs> um, we love that about even, you. We even really to, do. Uh, to the detriment of situations, I give my heart away pretty freely. <laughs> but I, I get invested in yeah. conversations. You do. I don't think you're patting yourself on the back. I think you are genuinely. (laughs) I'm glad it comes across. You are genuinely an excellent listener. You are a wonderful support and friend. And it is something that you are good at. And it makes sense that this is something that excites you because I think it is part of how God has made you. Mm. And I, yeah, I love that about you. Mm. I see that in you too, just so you know. Thank you. I I really do. I I like relate to what you're saying. I've always, I've always felt like from the time I was a little girl, you know, I was 
there's stories of like I was the kid that yeah. would like look for people who were alone yeah. and like that was always me was mm. the person who was interested in making other people feel mm-hmm. comfortable and then making other people feel welcome and so yeah there have been times in my life where I haven't been good at that but yeah in general I am excited by that yes and at this point in my life like I do have a home a little one yeah for now <laughs> I do have a little home and I have you know a pretty crazy schedule and my time is all over the place and you know hospitality for me at this point if I'm like inviting someone into mm-hmm. my home requires a laying down of my own perfectionism mm. and expectations yeah. <laughs> of myself right because I don't want to be that Martha I don't want to be that person yeah. that we were talking about who is like you're you feel like a burden when you're there because yeah, they like, like run ragged and it's like right I I want to be like a place where my friends like people that I am ministering to whatever like that they can come in they can feel comfortable that like yeah. I do want to I think part of hospitality for me is taking care of my things yeah in a way that like it is clean it is warm mm. it is comfortable right like it yeah. is like you do feel honored like yes. when you're there but I also think part of it is being willing to lay down my pride yeah and my perfectionism and expectations so that like I can't just, I won't just say no to somebody that wants to come over and have coffee because there's laundry to be Mm -hmm. folded. Right. Like I've heard so many women that I respect talk about this, but like, as I am in this season of life of like Mm -hmm. having babies and like in this crazy time, it's going to look a lot more like, Hey, like you're invited into my day with me. Right. Like you can sit here and talk like let's fold laundry together. Like those kinds of things, like inviting people into the reality of my life and not having to like present something that's like, here's my little tap dance yes. for you. Like it's all perfect. Be entertained. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But like offering what I have and sure yeah. the budget might be tight, but like I can, I can have coffee. I can have snacks. I can yeah. have things available for people so that yeah. they feel welcomed when they're in my home. Like exactly. I can do that. And that in addition to the things that you're talking yeah. about of just being conscious yeah. on a regular basis of the way that I interact with people. Yeah. And I think too, there's, um, this kind of goes into how I've experienced hospitality in my life, but um, there's something about when you're just invited into somebody's day mm-hmm. that is really, it ministers in right. a really special way. And I think yeah. of times when, you know, I've had people reach out and be like, hey, like, life is busy. Come grocery shopping yeah, with like, me. Yeah, like come to Costco with me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I've I, done that with mentees all the time. And yeah. there's just joy in that because it's saying, come into my life. Like you're part of my life. You're part of my yeah. life. And I'm I'm taking you into something that my- You feel less like a guest. Exactly. You feel more like family. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that is something moving forward. I would love to do more. Mm-hmm. And that is inviting people into the, you know, the moving parts of my day or I'm going to, you know- go have fun. I right. right now it's summertime. I love to go to the beach. I'll take myself to the beach and but reaching out to somebody maybe I don't know as well and saying, "Hey, like, Wanna I'm, go to the beach? I'm yeah. going to the beach. I'm going to go boogie boarding and I'm going to swim. <laughs> Bring your rash guard <laughs> <and> your goggles." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's that kind of a beach day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like we're going hard. Like this is a real <laughs> beach day. Um and just saying like come along with me like this is a part of my day I'm building you into it because I care about you and I care about your comfort and I care about Mm -hmm. you feeling invited and um I think that there's something really powerful in that like you were saying it feels less like uh even like a friend and more like family Mm -hmm. I think that there's beauty in that yeah and the whole point too is not to like have people leave and say like, oh my gosh, like you're such a kind person. Like it's yeah, not to puff yourself so up. Great. It's not about <laughs> us. Like yeah. the whole point is, you know, 
we are responsible for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can control the way that we interact with people. But that kindness and that openness as a like paved (laughs) way into the hands of the father where he can actually like give them what they need because you know, we're also, we're human beings. We're not perfect. Mm -hmm. We're probably going to fail at this at one time or another. We're not going to be perfect, but he makes up for everything we lack. And you know, I think that the whole point of this needs to be not puffing ourselves up Mm -hmm. in one way or another, but bringing people to the feet of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. When you have that end goal, when you have that light at the end of the tunnel, it is going to transform the way that you look at hospitality and yeah. it's going to give you a grateful heart. Yeah. So it it's removing, I think the temptation might still be there, but it's going to remove the tendency towards grumbling in the midst of hospitality. Yeah, absolutely. When you know that the, the end goal is somebody drawing closer to the Lord, even if that's just you in mm-hmm. the midst of it, but mm-hmm. you know, drawing, drawing closer to the heart of the Lord is, is, uh, it's reward enough. Yeah. We were going to run through kind of a bunch of biblical biblical examples, but this episode is just filled up. And so I'm going to leave us with one example. And I just want to use the example of Jesus Mm because I think he's probably the perfect one. Yeah. (laughs) But Jesus practiced and received hospitality on a regular, frequent basis throughout his ministry. And we see it all the time throughout the Gospels of, you know, sharing meals and Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. But he was a master at hospitality. Yeah. Everywhere he went, he was engaging mm. with people on an individual level. He was paying attention to them. He was paying attention to details and situations. And he was literally practically like sharing meals yeah. and fellowshipping with all kinds of people everywhere that he went in an intimate way. Like yeah. he was washing feet. He mm. was eating. He was, you know, probably within the culture, right? Like saying yeah. prayers like for, for meals and having this personal relationship mm-hmm. with people as like a tenant of his ministry. Yes. And I think we would be wise <laughs> to follow this example mm-hmm. in the way that we engage with others, pay, pay attention to them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. remember, like you were saying, listen and mm-hmm. uh, remembering details about them and like being intimate in the way that we invite people into our lives, like yeah. being willing to say, you know, I, we're, we're saying this, that hospitality isn't just sharing meals with people, yeah. but there is really something special yeah. about like eating with people mm-hmm. of like sitting at a table yeah. and like having conversation, like feasts and meals yeah. are like a huge part of scripture. And, you know, like we have the example in Revelation of the wedding feast of the yeah. lamb, like we know there's going to be feasting and rejoicing in heaven. Yeah. Like that's part of like God's designed us to enjoy those things. Yeah. And I think you know, whether that looks like, t- like I know people who do this all the time that they say like, okay, on Sundays after church, even if it's like once a month, mm-hmm. but I'm going to commit to like asking somebody out to lunch yes, after church and I'm going to buy them that. lunch. And you can do that if you have a tight budget, say like, yeah. okay, once a month, I'm going to find somebody, I'm going to challenge myself yes. to like find somebody that I don't know, take them to, you know, in and out. Like yeah. it's not to be anything crazy. It's <laughs> right, very California right. bus, but <laughs> yeah. take them somewhere that you can like freely give of yourself and say like, yeah get whatever you want. I want to treat you, talk to them, get to know them. You never know what that can bring about or, you know, who needs that the most. And so, um, or even just, like I said, inviting people into your home, being willing to make a meal that isn't pan seared filet (laughs) mignon and, you know, being willing to like have people partake in reality with you and have those conversations. And 
I don't know. There's just something kind of special and magical about it. So I would it challenge is. you if you aren't comfortable doing that. Yeah. Try stretch yourself. Yeah, exactly. Stretch yourself not only because there's, you know, good things to be gained, but because it's, you know, it's called of us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so um, I think that this episode has been um, so much more exciting than I could have. Yeah, it's <laughs> been, a, it's been a joy it to, be. to just have this conversation It has with been you. a joy. It has really been a joy. I think that this is, um, yeah. I don't know. I really, yeah. <laughs> I'm really feeling very grateful for this. Me too. For this conversation. Me too. Um, I'm looking forward to working on my life from yeah. this episode. And I think that that is like the whole goal of what we're doing. We're hoping that we walk away from every conversation, both of us feeling inspired to, yeah. you know, work on our lives. I, I've felt convicted by our last, you know, however many episodes, Same. however many we've done, I've felt convicted that many times. And, um, you know, we hope if, even a drop of that touches your life yeah. that um, that you reap the benefits of that. But we also, we want to hear about that, right? Yeah. We, we love, love, love getting feedback from you guys because we want to hear about all the good things that God is doing in your life. You can reach us at the Katie's podcast on Instagram or our email address is the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. And please reach out to us. We read, we enjoy, and we will respond. Um, Those are definitely good ways of getting a hold of us. Absolutely. And I do want to remind you guys that this Friday, again, we have our our book club going on on our Patreon. And if you wanted to join us on Patreon, I just wanted to remind you a little bit of like what you're Mm -hmm. getting because we're not just asking for your money. (laughs) Uh, We want to offer you this book club. We are starting to offer before every episode recording, our Patreon members, all levels are going to get early access to the topics and the yes. like guests that we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. So you can give us questions to ask if there's, yeah. you know, people that you want to hear from uh, or topics that you want us to like cover different parts of. Yeah. You get to have input into what we actually make. Yes. So uh, we would love to see you on Patreon, but yes. you know, until next time, we will see you soon. Yes. We will talk to you next week.